Welcome to Voices in Between, the podcast with international voices on education and diversity. This is Christoph Knoblauch meeting educational experts and discussing perspectives in between ideas of true and false. So this is Professor Knoblauch speaking for our fifth broadcast from the Ambedkar University in Delhi. Our guest is Dr. Rai and we're going to talk about diversity in teacher training. That's going to be one of the main topics. Dr. Rai, would you please introduce yourself shortly? Yeah, uh, I'm uh, assistant professor in uh, School of Education Studies in Ambedkar University, Delhi, and I largely specialize in cultural psychology, uh, taking the lens of cultural psychology in trying to understand pedagogy in primary school classrooms and also use the same lens to understand teacher education or largely teacher development at large. Yeah. Right. So the systems as we've seen so far in India and Germany, the educational systems, they differ a lot in some ways. Also, they have some things in common. Now, diversity, diversity certainly is a topic that educational systems around the world has to cover by and large. Um, what would you think is extremely important to teacher training when it comes to diversity in an Indian context? Yeah. So, uh, uh, Specifically coming to the Indian context, uh, I imagine that apart from the question of class, which is also there in the larger European context as well, in India, uh, caste also becomes one of the very important factors when we start trying to understand you know, who is coming to your classroom and what kind of cultural baggage or cultural background are they coming from. Uh, if I may unpack this further, uh, apart from uh, caste, there, there are also geographical locations. So uh, in, in some ways, what you are seeing in a classroom is a kind of intersection of number of these set of ideas, like those social variables, which you may want to club like social variables, uh, caste, class, geographical locations, and also the kind of educational backgrounds of parents and other family members. Right. So May I clarify for just for a second for mm -hmm. our German listeners, um, caste would be custom system. Um, it is officially abolished in India since 1949, if I get this right, mm -hmm. but you will probably see it in many um, parts of society still existing. So yeah. um, to uh, socio-economic class um, division, which we have certainly in Germany as well, yeah. Yeah. Um, you would have a rather historic yeah. um, tradition of caste thinking. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Just to clarify, thank yeah. you very much. So may, may I, uh, just to make this a little more clear, say that uh, when you talk about class, you are also trying to talk in terms of division of labor, right? So there is a possibility that if, if you transcend that hierarchy of division of labor, you may transcend to different class altogether over a period of time. But with uh, caste, it is not just division of labor, it is division of laborers. So people who are basically in a particular caste, they cannot transcend their caste because they have occupied a government position or they have, they have become very rich. Uh, you don't transcend the boundaries of caste. So in that sense, it's very fixed, yeah. right? Uh, so uh, now going back to the larger question of diversity then, uh, in a classroom, you find 
children coming from these multiple backgrounds. Uh, there's one way of looking at it is largely this so sociological way of seeing this uh, broad categories. As a cultural psychologist, my interest is largely in trying to unpack intentions and motives of engagement with education. So every child who is coming in your classroom is coming from a very different vantage point of what do they want or what are they coming to school for. Uh, I was doing this research in uh, Rajasthan, uh, rural areas of Rajasthan uh, in North India. Uh, and children who are coming from well-off families are looking for something else from education than those who are coming from, say, a rural farmer community who are very poor and belong to, say, a scheduled caste. So their expectation, their motives of engagement with education are very different. And I think with that kind of different intentionalities play out in a classroom. So as a teacher, one has to be aware of not just the category of caste or whichever background you're coming from, but also engage with the kind of motives and intentions that category brings in the classroom with children. And that's very central when you're trying to organize your pedagogic practice. Uh, that in turn will also demand a very different kind of model of training teachers. Uh, in this country, especially in India, you find larger teacher training colleges being located in the outskirts of, or in, in the bigger cities. On the other hand, majority of the schools uh, after the Sarvasiksha Abhiyan, the government scheme of uh, universalizing education are in rural pockets. So this kind of real disjuncture is there in uh, what kind of intention are these trainee teachers engaging in and what they are trying to work or the situations they are going to work as their first job as soon as they finish their teacher education. So uh, in some ways uh, diversity then demands them to engage with these variety of motives and bring those variety of motives and intentions of engaging in education in their classroom pedagogic spaces. That's my, that's my basic sense is needed for uh, you know, organizing responsive pedagogy in class. All right. Yeah. Could you think of some tools for teachers um, in order to find a better way of well, realizing that diversity is in the classroom or different forms of diversity and then actually deal with it and implement it as a constructive idea? So, uh, this is a very interesting model, you know, which is uh, largely draws on the cultural historical psychology, psychological research, especially the work of uh, Yerchu Engestrom. Uh, a professor in the University of Helsinki who works on what we call as activity theory. And he talks about uh, this relationship between uh, individual and what you are trying to achieve in terms of, say, learning. Okay? So when a child is coming in a classroom, uh, the larger purpose is to learn certain kinds of concepts, abilities, skills, or something of that sort. Uh, but that is mediated through certain language. It's also mediated through certain kinds of knowledge concepts. Okay? Now, one of the things which the teacher basically tries to engage with in a classroom is to offer children certain kinds of knowledge tools as well as certain kind of linguistic abilities so that they are able to actualize their 
long-term and uh, long-term vision of achieving certain learning outcomes. <coughs> but uh, this is not just a singular relationship which the teacher is working with. This is largely situated also in the division of labor, the society in which they are. There are certain kinds of rules of functioning of that division of labor. And there is also a community out there. What kind of expectations that community has from education. All these three things which I am saying, uh, community, division of labor and rules of the community, which are basically forming the bedrock of how those tools are going to be used and what kind of learning outcomes then are going to be valuable for this particular learner who has come to the school. So uh, I, I generally you know, speak, uh, when, I, when I speak with my students, I talk about this uh, model which, which draws from the activity theory uh, where the teacher uh, is also coming from certain kind of uh, knowledge tools uh, and certain kind of linguistic and cultural background. He's also mediating in, the, in that context. So an effort of a teacher and student's conversation in the classroom is to constantly expand that space of conversation, expand that object of activity, so that the children are able to bring in certain elements from their context to the classroom teaching learning. For an example, uh, say I was, I was observing uh, a classroom, a primary school classroom, and teachers talking about photosynthesis. And these are farmers, uh, farmer community, you know, children who basically see these uh, plants coming up in, in their farms every now and then. So bringing in their cultural knowledge uh, for conversation on photosynthesis was very helpful. The teacher started in, in, in very exploratory fashion where he wanted to know that uh, will, uh, how can I store seeds and you know, grow a plant? And these students had a fantastic knowledge and that created a possibility to talk about uh, scientific concepts over a period of time with them. So exploration as uh, one tool, as one way. Yeah. yeah. Exploratory questioning, if I may yeah. uh, refine this further. Yeah. All right. Thank you very much for these uh, extremely interesting insights into yeah. your work. Thanks yeah. a lot. My pleasure. Thank you. Thanks so much for listening. Looking forward to meet you back on Voices in Between. <laughs>